Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Charles Barkley's birthday today. I want to start uh, Clay Travis with a question about Barkley. Clay is the founder of OutKick. You see him on Fox, uh, at Clay Travis on Twitter. He's on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline right now. What is up, Clay? How are you? I'm doing great. How are y'all? Doing fantastic. Thanks a lot. I, I, I would ask on Charles, is he a great example of if you just really don't spend a whole lot of time caring what people think about you and you just say what's on your mind, a lot of times you end up actually being liked more. Like, I think people spend way too much time. Charles has never cared what people think of him and has always said what's on his mind. And Charles is almost universally beloved now. Yeah, look, um, I, I think he's a great example of that. And uh, it's funny. I remember going out with LT and Barkley. God, it's probably been 15 years ago now. Um, we went to the... Uh, uh, what is the Flemings on 280? If I remember correctly, and I remember Charles. Uh, I remember Charles having a line, uh, which uh, I, I think is is so well said. Um, he said, "Look, if you worry about the people who don't like you, then eventually the people who do like you won't like you anymore either." Yep. Um, and I, I thought that was uh, so well said. And certainly, I think you know to a lesser extent, he's obviously way bigger than I am. Uh, both physically and uh, <laughs> popularity, and, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, popularity. But um, you know, it's it's what I found to be true too, right? Um, I mean, LT can speak to this, and you guys can to a certain extent. Um, I, I don't, I, I never have negative interactions, right? Um, anywhere I go in the country, it's all super positive. Um, and uh, if you go look, I, I know they did a survey a while back of uh of who people's favorite people were in sports i mean i was near you know the top of that list and i think it's because i i don't really tiptoe up to what i think and also by the way if you disagree it doesn't mean that i can't have a beer and enjoy talking with you and hang out i mean i think what barkley uh really kind of cuts through the noise is he likes people um and he likes hanging out with people and uh i would say uh i do too um and uh i don't think you can have spent a career going around to uh, as many SEC tailgates and as many different towns as I have uh, without uh, without that coming through, too. You know, we were talking about retirement earlier. Nick Saban spoke in town last night. And we were talking about, you know, how difficult it was for him to shut it down. But now he's still going to be close to the game. I remember Barkley when he was about to turn 50. I remember him saying, there is not a chance in hell I will work a day over 60. He's 61 today. Oh, he's retired numerous times. Yeah, yeah I brought yeah. this I brought this up earlier, though, Clay. There's only two people up here, and one's a 24-year-old. She wouldn't shut it down for any uh, means right now. But she hasn't been through the different chapters of life yet. Dunaway he's just one of those weirdos that you know he just wants to work um when you started making the the shut it down money is when you actually started working more and more and more and there was a lot of contracts involved and different things like that but are you one of those that could like me and brown have talked about this but we've never been in a situation to do it do you think you could shut it down and do absolutely nothing uh, it's such a good question. So my contracts run through 2025 into the 2026 Super Bowl. And then basically I'm a free agent. So I'm a free agent, you know, early 2026, basically. Um, and I joke about it with my wife. I say there's four things that I'm thinking about doing right now. Um, 
uh, and I'll walk through each of the four. And I don't know what my answer is going to be in 2026, but one is they're trying to get me to run for governor of <laughs> Tennessee. That would be a disaster. Yeah, do not do that. Yeah, what a pain in the yeah, ass. I don't know why you governor. want to deal with that. Oh. Well, the, the polling on it, everything else, I would win, right? It wouldn't be close. Oh, like, come on. Uh, <laughs> There's no way you want to be governor of a state. Uh, that is so much right, work so for so little they're payoff. Trying to, they're trying to get me to run for governor, so that's one. Um, two is, like, I could just, you know, they could pay me, you know, gobs of money. And I keep doing the radio show and running OutKick, right? Um, three is I start a new media company um, and just go back and, and do it all over again. Um, and, uh, and you know, build. I, I think, you know, where it would be similar, and I bet a lot of people who have done built businesses, small, medium, big, whatever they are, uh, but I think it's analogous with, uh, with football. Most coaches you talk to, uh, building is way more fun than maintaining. Uh, you know, taking something that doesn't exist and building it into something where you're having success is more fun than just trying to maintain the success. I think most coaches would, uh, would, would acknowledge that going from, you know, three and nine to six and six to seven and five to nine and three is more fun than trying to keep the nine and three going or do better than nine and three, so to speak. Um, and then the other one, and my wife is the one who says, I'll never do this. You know, we're about to finish a house on, uh, on 30A. A part of me just wants to grab my cell phone one day and just throw it as far as I can it into, amazing. Uh, yeah. into the Gulf, um, you know, while I'm still relatively, relatively young and just be like, you know, I'm retiring. I'm out. I was, I was laughing about that, uh, this morning because I mentioned it every now and then. But those are the four things that, uh, that are uh, that are on the horizon that I'll decide what to do as, uh, as 26 gets closer. And by the way, the other thing is, and the older I get, man, years pass way faster. Like I remember being a kid and like, you know, waiting for football season. It felt like it, it took like, you know, five years for it to go from uh from January to, to September or late August. Now it's like, man, I feel like I barely turn around and, you know, the, the year is here again. So yeah, no, hey, it gets it gets it gets worse, Clay. I'll never forget where I was. It was February in nineteen ninety seven when things started to really get fast with time, and the last couple of weeks, it's even gotten faster. Like, last week was so quick, the weekends are a blink of an eye, so the older you get, it's just part of the concept of time. Uh, the days get shorter, and uh, your just life goes by. So I would vote D. If you don't want to do D, if you want to sponsor somebody to do kind of a Truman show, um, I've got two locations I want to retire to, and and I'll do uh, full access, and you can <laughs> have me three sixty five because I, I I would be ready to shut it down at any time. Well, so the other challenge for me is in terms of shutting it down. I've got a nine year old, right? So he's in third grade. So really, I I think, I mean, my like I'm coaching little league baseball now. Um, you know, like uh, so much of my existence right now is still tied into my boys. But when he's off to college in nine years uh for sure there's a part of me that is like when he leaves for college i'll be 53 or 54 um and uh and i'm just you know at that point gonna totally uh totally be done but it maybe i'll get done i mean look there's a part of me that's like i've got enough money bank um you know my wife might uh not believe i'll do it and also probably doesn't want me uh you know not being busy but uh but there's a part of me that's just like man it's there's something great. My favorite, you know, what my favorite thing in the world is turning my phone off when I get into bed and not having to get out. 
Like I, there's nothing I love more right now than when I get into bed, it's like, you know, if there's no alarm going off, there's no obligation to have to get up. I was just down on 38 for the weekend. Um, and, uh, when I can turn my phone off and like, nobody can get in touch with me and I don't have to do anything other than sleep as long as I want, wake up, uh, you know, go get a nice lunch somewhere, uh, and just kind of chill. I, Clay Travis is with us on the johnstonrvcenter.com hotline. I made the pledge to myself and my wife. Not that she cares, but when we left mornings, I will never regularly wake up to an alarm again. I never set an alarm. Now, if like if I've got to be at the airport or something like that, that's different. But just on the day to day, I do not have an alarm set. I sleep until I wake up. Oh, I mean, the, for people who have not, and I know a lot of people probably listening to us right now still have to do. Oh it. yeah, hardworking people. I'm not a hard worker. Trust me, I don't work a uh, I don't work a manual labor job. When when your alarm goes off at four twenty in the morning. Um, and mine did for six years. Um, it doesn't matter what time you went to bed the night before. Nope. You're always tired. And the first thing you think when you climb out of bed is, I cannot wait till I can get back into bed, which is probably why still, you know, some part of me being able to turn my phone off and wake up whenever I want, it feels like the, uh, the ultimate luxury. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. I would tell everybody that would ever be in our situation and I never wanted to do mornings. It's almost like taking the Nebraska job. If you're a successful coach, don't take the Nebraska job. Don't do mornings if you're in our business. It's not worth it. Uh, so, I mean, the only thing I would say is I don't think I would be where I am today if I hadn't done mornings. Um, and uh, But I used, there's tape of me because I've done middays and I've done drive time in the evenings. There is tape of me saying you could never pay me enough money to get up um, and uh, and do the morning show back in local Nashville radio. Um, and so I do think it was good for me in the context of, uh, of, 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 you know, demonstrating you can do radio solo and build an audience and all those things. But it, uh, I mean, I definitely think, and you may agree, the five or six years, however long you do radio, in the mornings that early, it's like dog years. Like yeah. you just, you age, so you just can't sleep. You can't sleep more than, you know, five hours a night of sleep. And uh, unless you're like superhuman, most people can't uh, consistently do that. Do you think as Nick Saban goes around the country on college game day, he will eventually become, you know, I don't know if he'll do it as long as Lee Corso has done it. But, you know, Lee Corso was kind of, if you remember, Clay, when Lee Corso first started, a lot of people hated Lee Corso because he picked against their team a lot, and now he is beloved anywhere that guy goes. Do you think Saban will become that on game day? Well, I don't know that he'll do it long enough. Yeah. What I would say in general is Alabama fans will love this because the analogy is, remember when everybody hated Paul Feinbaum? Yep. With, uh, like, you guys, like, I mean, like, the guy was, you know, nervous to walk around the University of Alabama's campus for what might happen to him. Right? We, we had to and have, Clay, we had to have a security guard escort us to our car for how long, Rockstar, Lance? Do you guys remember? Several months, No, right? I remember we had a safe word up at the company, though. Yeah, I like, mean, if, if somebody was coming in, if we had a situation, they called yeah. it. But they got what now, they got. What they thought was a credible death threat for Feinbaum, or Feinbaum thought it was, or his attorneys thought it was, and a security guard literally had to walk us to our car because of it. Now, didn't he just get inducted into the Alabama University of Alabama Hall of Fame? I think there was some Hall of Fame he got inducted into. Yeah, yeah. it was like their no, uh, this media Hall of Fame or something like that. The media yeah. school, yeah, University of yeah. Alabama Media Hall of Fame, whatever it is. My point on that is, if you last long enough at whatever you do, 
it's almost impossible for you not to become beloved. I mean, and it's really kind of crazy. I mean, think about it. This is a good debate for you guys. Name somebody who has done something for decades, and when they finish or near the you know end of their career, when they're in their 60s or whatever, if they're still doing it, they weren't almost universally beloved, even if they initially were very, very yeah. popular. Uh, Vern, Vern Lundquist? Oh, I think Lern- I mean, Oh, I mean, you think Vern he's hated or beloved? No, I just think I think SEC fans were ready for him to uh, to tap yeah, but out. You, I wa- think, you watch, I, you... I think him on sixteen this year. Yeah, you it watch. Will be like, yep. It'll be like Tiger. Uh, I mean, people will be crying. I mean, he's calling sixteen this year at Augusta, right? He's yeah, this is the last call. time. Yep. Uh, so I, I think it will be uh, it will be like tears rolling down people's cheeks as Vern does the final uh, final call off at at Augusta with whoever's coming through in that final pairing. Um, and, uh, I mean, you know, Howard Stern is a good example. I mean, the guy used to be, like, the most controversial person on the planet. Now he's super bluffed. So my point on that is I think if you do any job for long enough, there are so many generations that have grown up with you that you end up – I mean, it's a good question for you to think on if you can think of anybody who's done a job for decades that isn't really, really liked. I mean, like in media, right? Not necessarily somebody, uh, uh, you know, like uh, they're a columnist, right? I always make the joke, like, you know, Dan Wolken to me is a great example, the guy at USA Today. He's written about something that people love for 15 or 20 years, and he legitimately has no fan base. Well, <laughs> I mean, co- because he comes across as the fact that he hates college football and he's forced to cover right, it. I I'm like, yeah. But I mean, but I mean, how funny is that? Like you, there's if you write about something that people love and they hate you, that's a tough putt to sink. Like he's an example of somebody that I think you know he could write for thirty more years and not have a single fan. Absolutely. Um, but uh, but I think if you do radio or you do TV, which you know people get used to looking at you and hearing you. Um, I, I think it's hard not to, at some point, become beloved. And Feinbaum and Howard Stern, and you know, I took over uh, the Rush Limbaugh time slot. Like, I mean, every year when Rush's birthday comes around, I mean, we can take tearful callers who just talk about how much he meant to them. So, um, I, I think, I mean, he got the Presidential Medal of Freedom from uh, or honor from uh, from Trump. Um, so, I think if you do anything for long enough, uh, the audience uh, ends up loving you, and on some level. To be fair, if you're able to do it for that long, I've always said, like, anybody who writes in and says they hate something or they hate somebody, it's really just the the, the, the flip side opinion, right? At some point, you're probably going to love, too, uh, because it's just an emotional response. All right. He is Clay Travis, founder of Outkick, Fox Sports, at Clay Travis on Twitter. Clay, thank you very much for the time. We appreciate it. Hey, appreciate you all. Thanks a lot. All right, man. We'll see you soon. Clay with us on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. 